Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Capital One Bank. With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions, even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Freakonomics Radio is sponsored by Mint Mobile. The best part of spring cleaning is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash freak. That's mintmobile.com slash freak. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash freak. Upfront payment of $45 required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on their first three-month plan only. Speeds are slower, above 40 gigabytes on an unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. From APM, American Public Media, and WNYC, this is Freakonomics Radio on Marketplace. Here's the host of Marketplace, Kai Rizdahl. Time now for a little bit of Freakonomics Radio, that moment in the broadcast every couple of weeks where we talk to Stephen Dubner, the co-author of the books and the blog of the same name. It is the hidden side of everything. Dubner, how are you, man? Hey, Kai. I'm great. Uh, and I bet you just can't wait to see the new unemployment numbers on Friday. That's kind of like catnip for you. That, it makes it? my day, pal. Come on. It I does, live for that it? stuff. Let me say this. Whatever the numbers say on Friday, the general picture is pretty clear, which is unemployment remains relatively high. Everyone has, you know, a pet theory. But I'm here to tell you today about a trio of economists who have a new research paper out with a pretty interesting angle to explain the unemployment. Three economists, three times as much fun. What do you you got? All right. Let's start with something that we know to be true, Okay, that on average, the more education you get, the better you do in the labor market. There's no question about that, right? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's ROE, baby. It's return on education, much like return on investment. Exactly right. And that's thought to be especially true for what are called knowledge workers, which Mm -hmm. are people who primarily use their brains for their job, managers and tech jobs, things like that. But one author of this new paper, his name is Paul Beaudry, looked at 30 years worth of hiring data, and he found that demand for knowledge workers actually stopped growing quite a while ago. But then you start noticing it's plateaued in 2000, even though more and more Mm. people are getting educated. It should have kept on going. So, Dubner, you know 2000 was like 13 years ago, right? That's before the recession, the whole deal. What happened? Well, what happened is the tech boom. In the 1990s, the tech boom led to much higher demand for knowledge workers. So more and more people started getting the appropriate college degrees. But in 2000, remember, we had the tech bust, which meant that that demand for knowledge jobs fell, fell fast. Beaudry and his colleagues actually call it the Great Reversal. So wait, Dubner, let me try this one more time. 2000 was 13 years ago, man. Make this make sense in the unemployment situation today. Here's the thing. All those highly educated workers who who educated themselves up from what was supposed to be the everlasting tech boom, they didn't get jobs that they thought, but yeah. those workers don't go away, okay? And then there are new graduates in the pipeline every year, oh, yeah. but there still aren't enough high-end jobs to suit them. So what happens? Well, here's Paul Beaudry again. These educated people aren't getting their jobs in that sector. They must be pushing down. And that's when we started noticing all this cascading. 
I, I wouldn't want to kind of exaggerate. It's not like everyone's kind of getting a barista job, but that's exactly the feeling. It's kind of like this pushing down. So th- mm. that's a pretty word that he uses, cascading, to describe a pretty ugly effect. Too many highly educated workers aren't able to find the jobs they're expecting, and as a result, they get shoved down the labor ladder a couple of rungs. Here's a fellow named Clayton Thomas. He's a software consultant in Salt Lake City. When he graduated from Duke a few years back, he studied life sciences. He was expecting to have no trouble finding a good research job. And I went to job fairs where I would discuss openings with companies, and I found that I was competing with people that had master's degrees, even PhDs, Hmm. for basically entry-level positions, which was pretty scary. All right, so, Dubner, what's that saying? Uh, I heard it in the service a lot. Stuff, shall we say, rolls downhill, right? I mean, what happens to the people on the bottom rungs of those ladders then? Exactly right. As the top pushes the middle, the middle pushes the bottom, the crowding at the top pushes everybody down. But, you know, let me stay on the top for a minute. As much as we hear about needing to educate more STEM workers, STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and math, there's another new research paper out which argues that there is, in fact, no shortage uh, of STEM workers and that only half of U.S. STEM graduates end up with a STEM job already. This is the most depressed you have ever made me, my friend. (laughs) There, There must be some silver lining here. you got to hit me with that. Um, let me try. If you go back several decades, you'll find that a huge share of the college-educated women in the U.S. labor force worked as school teachers, right? So even though the job didn't pay that well, a lot of the best and brightest women in the country were teachers because they didn't have as many opportunities as they do now. Mm -hmm. When the feminist revolution opened up those opportunities, it was great news for women who became doctors and lawyers and radio show hosts, Mm -hmm. on and on. That's right. But bad news for the classrooms, well... See, see what you think of this idea. All right. This, this cascading... Is this the hidden side? Is that where this, we're going? This, this is, is so hidden. Right, <laughs> this yeah. is so hidden. All right. This cascading that we're seeing now with the top pushing down, what it means is that it might be good news for a field like education because more and more highly educated people, women and men, could end up working as, say, teachers or elsewhere in education. So this year, for instance, Teach for America, which recruits from elite college campuses, had yeah. the most applications in its 20-year history. It accepted only seven. 17% of the wow. applicants, which means that on some campuses, it's almost as hard to get into Teach for America as it was to get into the wow. college itself. So if selectivity is any measure, that means that the core of potential teachers, at least, is drawn from a very, very talented pool. All right. I, I think we could say silver lining found Whew. here in, in a roundabout way. St- yeah. <laughs> Stephen Dubner, Freakonomics.com is the website. He's back uh, in a couple of weeks. We'll see you, man. Thanks for having me, Kai. Hey, podcast listeners, next week on Freakonomics Radio, what do a bunch of medieval nuns... The abbess, with an heroic spirit, took a razor and with it cut off her nose. ...have in common with Bo Jackson. I said, you draft me if you want. You're going to waste a draft pick. I said, I promise you that. Answer, they cut off their noses to spite their face. Next time on Freakonomics Radio, spite happens. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. 
Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Masterforce Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Masterforce tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 